0: In Omaha, I'm
1: Tom Becker. In St. Louis, mcgraw Millhaven. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody.
0: And together we are becker Millhaven. just saying here. Uh, like and uh, subscribe and all that. Evidently, we had a bit of a glitch in last week's uh, podcast, McGraw.
1: Yeah, my great O'Charlie story didn't make the airwaves.
0: I don't know what happened.
1: I think the O'Charlie sponsorship got in the way.
0: Uh, all, I know, all I know is that I got a lot of people that, um, uh, like, emailed me and said what had the, what happened so what I did was I so I I sent them I sent them the raw f- recording of what we had because it was on there yeah okay so it was whoever put it out in the system I don't know if it was Apple's fault or whoever right put it out of the system to cut off your uh how how you uh broke up with this one woman and like the these women are like emailing me saying uh how how did how did McGraw break, break up with her? how did it all end up there was a real interest in how you uh, broke up with this woman. So for those that didn't contact us to get the answer, can we get a synopsis real quick of um, what happened uh, and and why you broke up with this woman?
1: Somebody, a couple, like three or four people on the text line on on the show were like, Hey, we missed the story. How did it happen? So I had to regale them with that story. And then that led to a whole bunch of people reaching out, yelling at me and praising me and everything else. Long story short, This girl, we're supposed to go out for a dinner. Her girlfriends were in town. We're 30 something years old. She says, You want to go to dinner for Friday night? Absolutely. I'm busy. You pick the place. Friday night comes. She picks O'Charlie's. The the franchise O'Charlie's. And the point I was trying to make was: if you're driving across Oklahoma and it's two o'clock in the morning and you have to eat something, and there's an O'Charlie's open, O'Charlie's works. But on a Friday night, with your girlfriend's college roommate, you don't go to O'Charlie's. And if you do, I don't necessarily want to date you. So I broke up with her because she picked O'Charlie's for a Friday night dinner dance, dinner dinner party.
0: So the women that I sent that the whole story to got back to me, and for the most part, I'm paraphrasing all of their comments here, but uh, basically they all said, he broke up with a woman because of a restaurant?
1: Well, it's it's what the restaurant says, and it's no disrespect to Oh Charlie's. I mean, look, McDonald's no, is
0: no, no. McDonald's sure is a story.
1: McDonald's is a fine restaurant. You just don't go there on a Friday night when your girlfriend's college roommates in town. And if somebody said, "Hey, let's go to McDonald's," you would say, "Why would you want to go to
0: McDonald's?" That doesn't make any sense. Now, what if this was a situation where O'Charlie's oh, was a place that all these college girlfriends hung out when they were in school and had okay, great not that values. Okay,
1: it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, let's drive by every single family restaurant in St. Louis and go to O'Charlie's.
0: Anyway, so when I got the response of, he broke up with it because it's a restaurant? I said, oh, you have no idea. You know,
1: what's interesting is I had the response I had from women who said, if on our first date, you would have taken me to O'Charlie's, you wouldn't have had a second date.
0: Oh, dare I ask you to tell the story (laughs) of of your best first date story? No, you've told that. You've
1: told that story before. Um, No, let's let's. Let's let's move on. But but I did had a number of people say to me, yes. if you would have taken me to O'Charlie's on our first date, you wouldn't have gotten a second date.
0: So hopefully, and I, that's... Said,
1: and I said, "That's funny." I would have made you pay Dutch.
0: <laughs> hopefully, that this whole uh, podcast will get on then today, and uh, we've got it. So, um, uh, we want to talk about the serious stuff first, or the more uh, frivolous stuff first.
1: <laughs> I think it's kind of the same thing, isn't it?
0: Uh, you know, very well. Did you watch any of the the latest uh, uh, presidential debate, Republican presidential debate?
1: I actually watched. Uh, I didn't watch all of it. I watched quite a bit of it, though.
0: I listened to it on uh, on the radio. I listened to it on the radio, um, and so I, uh, uh, I I got a different perspective of it. I think than people that actually watched it.
1: Yeah, I still like Mike Pence. I'm sorry, I, I like Mike Pence. I well, think he's. He's he's the adult in the room outside of that creepy little I've been sleeping with my wife for 30 years comment outside of that. You know, he's the adult in the room. I like Nikki Haley. She's the adult in the room. You know, the rest of them, the rest of them just sort of they're they're playing. They're just playing a part. They're just playing a cartoon character.
0: Yeah, I like Nikki Haley. Uh, I think Mike Pence uh, has too much Donald Trump stank on him still. Um, uh, Chris Christie, I liked him. Tim Scott would be acceptable much more so than DeSantis or Vivaswamy or whatever the hell his name, is. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I don't know. You know I mean? It, it really drove all down to Iowa, New Hampshire. If any of these people can really, uh, you know, get to, I the actually
1: thought that I thought questions were, were not very good. Um, and, um, I, 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 you know, I, I just for the most part, I, I think most of the questions weren't very good. um, And the who do you want to vote off the island at the end was stupid.
0: Oh, it was definitely uh, stupid. I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and I thought the woman from Univision, um, while asking great questions, she was very hard to understand, to be honest with you. Maybe I'm losing my hearing. But I, don't, but, I mean, you know, she asked, you know, questions about fentanyl. Coming over the border, ninety percent of it coming through legal ports of entry, and I know people's heads exploded over that. Um, and I thought the best part was after the debate, Gavin Newsom was there. In, in the spin room,
0: I I heard he was there. I didn't catch uh, any of that, but I did hear he was there. Yeah,
1: he called he called the debate Jv and the XFL.
0: <laughs> okay, you and I have both been. To presidential debates, um, they're in St. Louis. I've also been to the one in Arizona. Um, and this, let's see. So you and I were at uh, uh, Bush Gore, right? Your Bush Bush Gore, and uh, the, um, uh, the first Bush, um, uh, George W. Bush. I uh, got who? Yeah, he ran against Gore the first time. Right? Bush Gore, and then he ran against. Um, uh, who the second time?
1: Who Bush? John Kerry.
0: John Kerry. That's right. We were we were at both those both those debates. Um, explain to people just what it's like to be in the media at one of those debates.
1: Well, it's you, you, the, you're playing a part. It's a it's a part. Um, it's it, it's part of the marketing of it. And last night wasn't a debate because if you really wanted to have a debate, what's the one? legitimate issue the republican party is having with itself throw out trump throw out all this other you know impeachment silliness or whatever else what's the true debate ukraine right should we fund ukraine and so how much time did they spend on that six seconds 60 seconds last night right in a two-hour debate um the rest of it was just all sort of smoke and mirrors if you want to have a true debate have a legitimate debate and have these people who are supposed to be the brightest minds. Have a debate. Of, and if and if you don't want to give money to Ukraine, have a legitimate argument as, as to why. And if you do have a legitimate argument as to, you know, why not? And and have that conversation. So, I, I mean, it's just it was lacking. It was lacking the worthiness of the most powerful person in the world. But back to your question about what it's like to be a member of the media. It's a game. The, the whole thing's a game. The whole thing's a marketing ploy. You're in the spin room and there are people wearing, you know, placards. <laughs> Carl Reiner, <laughs> Al Franken, come talk to me. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you all the spin that I've been practicing for a month. Yeah, it's it's, it's silly.
0: It, it really, I mean, it seriously is. It, you okay? So, like, they're all in this other room. Okay, so all the all the um, um, uh, spoke people are in the other room, right? Uh, and and then as soon as the debate's over, they come marching in, and somebody, some little intern is holding a picket sign uh, with the person's name up there. And it's, in some cases, I mean, it's, you know, people of some gravitas, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a Senator or it'll be a, I don't know, a, a high ranking politician or some sort. Right. You know, but other times it's like, Ooh, look, uh, it's, um, <laughs> Oh, look, it's Scott Bayo You know, I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what do I need him for? You know? Um, Well, and, 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 but, but
1: you go up to Scott Baio and you say, so what do you think of Donald Trump? Oh, Donald Trump clearly won the debate. Oh, right. I mean, they just, they just sort of, it's a, it's a, it's a cartoon. It's a total and utter cartoon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you got all these other media sources out there trying to get the top, you know, the the high, they don't want to get stuck with Scott Baio. Right. So they go, so they go and they, they, they try to get, um, uh, you know, the, the, the top names in there. You know some of the um apparently uh, like who else besides David Newsom, uh, the Democrat there, who else was there um I think Trump had some surrogates there, didn't he? yeah
1: well there was d- during the uh, Trump Hillary Clinton debate uh I was at and they had in the spin room Paula Jones spinning for <laughs> Donald Trump. Now, what in the world was Paula Jones doing being a surrogate for the Trump campaign? I mean, that's just ludicrous. But yet there she was being interviewed by somebody.
0: I had Al Franken on when he was just a comedian. He had not run for Senate yet. When he was Uh, just Al Franken. You know, just Al Franken, right? When he uh, was just
1: Stuart Smalley.
0: Stuart Smalley uh, uh, speaking for Al Gore. So I had him on. I had him on my show. And I'm asking asking him these questions, right? And I'll admit, the questions were coming from an adversarial perspective, you know, more of a conservative uh, perspective. And after the interview was over, he turns to me and says, uh, so are you like one of those uh, Christian talk programs? And I said, I said, no, I'm not. I said, "Uh, is that supposed to be some sort of a slam? And he thought for a second and said, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. (laughs) And he walked off, you know. <laughs> that was my my little brush with greatness with Al Franken. Um, I remember talking to um, uh, you know, that's the other interesting thing. You know, you and I both been in this business for a long time, and some of the people that were like big chat spokespeople eight, 16 years ago just sort of faded into the woodwork. Who was who was the one like real Christian conservative family values guy? Uh, that was uh, out there for George W. Bush a lot. um And then he just sort of went by the wayside. I forget, I forget his name. I want to say- Ralph, it, Ralph Reed? That's exactly who I was. Yes, you're right. That, that was him, Ralph Reed. Ralph Reed. You know, I remember uh, having him on uh, uh, my my show talking about it. And, you know, that was when the gay marriage was a big deal. And I asked him how his marriage was hurt if, uh, you know, Bill and Steve down the block got married and you know he's, he admits it, well no no my marriage is strong it wouldn't be affected by it at all then then why the hell are you worried about what the people down the block
1: do you know well because because he's for individual freedoms
0: yeah 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 and family values all right yeah i know i know the whole thing is just ludicrous and drives drives you crazy trying to make sense of it all but um it's uh it definitely um I, I don't, well, I don't,
1: and, I don't. the 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 other the other real news of the day is because it's it's we get so desensitized and so you know the the, the these stories come so fast, so furious. They're so spun, right? You just don't even know what to believe anymore. But here you have a, a Republican debate at Ronald Reagan's library at the same day. You have the former president of the United States who you're trying to beat say that the retiring chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff um, should be held on treason charges. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a big deal. And not one question about that? Really? I don't know. I would want to know what does Mike Pence think of that? What does uh, Ron DeSantis think of that? What does Vivek Ronswamy think of that? That's legitimate Whoa! You you want right? That's a straight up legit question. The or chairman correct. of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is now needs security because he was called out for treason by the President of the United States. Where's that question
0: last? By week? the former President of the United States, and and the other the yeah. other one would be uh, how he wants to shut down uh, NBC and MSNBC because he doesn't like their reporting. Yeah. That that I mean that is that is the antithesis of what America is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: and 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 people just accept it like it's normal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. You, you. You know. You may not agree with their reporting. You may not like the reporting, but at the same time, you know, you can't just say, "Well, uh, I don't like it, so we're going to shut it up." You know, I don't like everything that uh, Steve Bannon says. I don't think that he should be uh, shut down.
1: Right. Well, you could know? you imagine? Could you imagine if uh, you know Joe Biden said we need to shut down Fox News? Yeah. Right? I mean the place would the place would go bonkers. So it's 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 you know, we're we're in looney tunes. We're in, we're in looney tunes.
0: Let me ask this. Do you think we've always been in looney tunes, but because we didn't have all this media just jamming it down our throats all the time? No, Do you think no. we've always been in Looney Tunes or
1: No, I think there's I, I actually think there was some semblance of order, right? There was an adult in the room that when a senator is caught with gold bars in their jacket, (laughs) that the party would come and say okay you're done and they would resign right i mean there was a time when shame was involved and you would you know you would somehow they would come to you and say you're 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 done and you would be done but that's sort of gone by the wayside now
0: there was a time when the opposing party could go and call for that senator to resign but then realize oh holy crap we got <laughs> we, we got our problems on our side so we won't say anything we'll we'll keep our corrupt politicians if you can let you keep your corrupt politicians that is
1: that is even more bizarre right no Republican senators have called for Bob Menendez to resign and the man was found with you know gold bars and you know DNA of like Egyptian military people I mean that's and you don't think this man should resign? What? Well, because we've got George George Santos. Santos. Yeah. And we've got Donald Trump. So uh, we won't call your guy to resign. You don't call for our guy to resign.
0: I will say Crazy. this. More more, more Democrats are going after Menendez than Republicans went after Trump or Santos or...
1: Uh, well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, a lot of the Republicans who went after Trump don't exist anymore. The Jeff Flakes of the world, the Liz Cheney's of the world... Um. Right, the list goes on and on. Did you, did you see where Sarah Huckabee Sanders wouldn't I- endorse Donald Trump the other day? Yeah. Um. So I mean, those Republicans went after Donald Trump. They're just not allowed to be Republicans anymore.
0: So what happens then to them? What happens to the old school Republicans? Are they just dinosaurs, out to you know, just sort of um, you know, end up in a museum somewhere, or can there be a resurgence? Is there a is there a demand for an adult in the room?
1: I don't know. We have to break.
0: <laughs> oh, I asked that question, and he diverts to the break. Uh, but you're right. You know, we're, we are a little bit late for the break. So take a quick break here on uh, the Big 550 KTRS. You're on the podcast. Hang with us, too. More in a moment. This is Beck Beckett Millhaven just saying on the Big 550 KTRS. Turn. I'm Tom Beckett in Omaha. He's been from Millhaven in St. Louis. Together, we're Becca and Millhaven. Just saying, I gotta, I gotta ask you. I know that you're into this sort of thing, and I, and I'm not. Are you gonna watch the Golden Bachelor?
1: Mm. Interesting question. Um, because I was a big fan of The Bachelor, and then it jumped the shark, and I haven't watched it for a long time. I have already ordered my popcorn and my pizza and my bonbons. I have cleared my schedule. I will be watching every second of The Golden Bachelor. And, Why? And by the end of the year, you will be watching it too. This is going to be a cultural phenomenon. This is going to be like Roots. That's how big this is going to be. <laughs>
0: What? Oh, oh, the, the oppressed old white guy is finally going to get. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. no. I'm not. a. am not saying it's like roots. I'm saying it's going to be as big as roots. This is going to be as big as who shot JR, the mash, the mash um, ending. This is going to be the world is going to stop and watch the Golden Bachelor. Did you see the women when they released the women and the and, and the the pictures of all the women?
0: I have seen the pictures of the women. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: Did you did you see the woman in the tracksuit?
0: I guess so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the woman is showing up and the bachelor pad in a tracksuit. I mean, how great is that? This is going to be fantastic. They had to put grab bars in the fantasy suites. <laughs> they had to they had to stop production because some of them have fallen and they couldn't get up. This <laughs> is going to be you, you so are- fantastic
0: you are so you are so wrong on that you are so <laughs> wrong on so many levels first of all there will never be another who shot jr there will never be another roots there will never be because the media landscape is just so fractured i mean you the, those shows you mentioned remember there were three networks back then okay there were three networks back then there was no internet back then there was no, no talk radio back then i mean that was that was the focus was on those shows uh, this is not going to be that big of a deal Oh sort of, yes, it is. No, this, yes, it is. this 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 is a last gasp attempt for the TV networks to maintain an audience because the people that are watching network TV for the most part are older folks like you and me. Okay, the the the, the my my niece and nephew, your niece and nephews, you know they're not watching. They're not watching, uh, uh, you know, over-the-air TV. They're not but watching. They're, TV.
1: they're gonna they're gonna watch Golden Bachelor. They're going to watch Golden Bachelor. And I'll also say this, that if you watch the regular Bachelor, right, these women all try and play the, um, you know, the fairy tale prince and princess. Right. You're the love of my life. Are you here for the right reasons? Are you here to truly find love? Right. Are you here just to sort of make a name for yourself? Imagine the conversations for these 65 year old women. They're going to be like, look, I lived in a loveless marriage for 30 years. I want sex and I want it now. Right? Imagine the conversations that are going to take place. This is going to be fantastic.
0: I have absolutely no interest in this whatsoever. I I want to see a reality uh, Bachelor show, you know, where where the middle-aged couples go out on a date and she bitches about her ex-husband. He bitches about his ex-wife. You know, and they got to cut the date short at nine because the babysitter has a school. Well, and next that's
1: day. and and that's that's the other thing about this. The rose ceremonies usually go all night because of lighting and sound and everything else. They're all worried, like all these old people can't stay up past ten o'clock. So how are they going to have a rose ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man this this is going to and 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 you know how they have like guest stars to sort of come in and help it. They're going to have Jimmy J.J. Walker come in selling, like, Medicaid insurance. This is going to be tremendous.
0: As long as Scott Baio doesn't show up, I'll be okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, this, this is so hilarious. And the young people are going to watch this in droves. You watch. This Golden Bachelor is going to be a cultural phenomenon.
0: The young people are going to watch it. in 10-second snippets on... Uh... On uh, Zoom and oh no, they're Zoom gonna up. they're gonna
1: they're gonna watch it all. They're gonna nah. watch it all because you know because instead of instead of going to meet the parents right on the home visits, they're gonna go and meet the the grandkids. So the grandkids are gonna have to meet grandma's new boyfriend who's dating six other grandmothers. This is a I mean this has turned the whole thing on its ear.
0: Well, I tell you what. You seem to have the same enthusiasm for this show that ABC has, because it seems every time I'm on ABC, there's ads for this Bachelor. There's ads for this show. And it's like uh, it'll be very interesting to see um, how the ratings turn out and uh, where the demos are.
1: Well, we can't. Let's put it this way. We're going to have more people being able to break down the Golden Bachelor and not enough people being able to break down whether or not we should fund Ukraine for their freedom, which is a whole sad commentary on the life. but. What are you gonna do?
0: Uh well, you know, <laughs> we we do need we do need the uh the brain candy like the bachelor or some other I I'm I'm sort of into the voice right now. I, I I like I like the voice, but um uh we need the brain candy to clear our minds once more because you can't be focusing on this stuff all the time. But uh too many people are tuning out uh the politics, and I think that's a, a dangerous thing as well. you know, you can't be obsessed with it twenty four seven and go crazy, but at the same time, the same time you can't ignore it either. And I fear that too many people are not paying attention. And uh, if they don't pay attention, we're going to end up in, with another Biden Trump election, and you know by every I said, by every poll it shows that nobody wants that, but it doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything to prevent that.
1: Well, Gavin Newsom is he's he's hey, Gavin Newsom's everywhere.
0: Here's what I'm thinking. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay, now now I will admit, if you want to play the theme from the Twilight Zone behind what I'm about to say, I will admit that this is a bit of a uh, uh, a long shot. But but if I'm right, you'll say I'm a genius. All
1: right.
0: And if I'm wrong, you'll just forget I ever said it. But I think. I think Newsom and Biden have made a deal. I think that Biden, right about the time of the convention, Biden will step down and throw all of his weight to Newsom. This is this this is this
1: is what I've been saying since the beginning.
0: Well, I mean, we've we've talked about Biden stepping down, but I I think that Biden and Newsom have formed a coalition.
1: Well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that, but it's he is he is waiting for uh, Joe Biden to slip and fall. Yeah, he he is waiting for Joe Biden to appear on The Golden Bachelor. Um, (laughs) But 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 not only not only is Gavin Newsom, not only can he mix it, whether I don't know much about him other than he's got good hair and he used to be married to Donald Trump's juniors now girlfriend. Right. Um, But. Beyonce, uh, and, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. but and, and Gavin Newsom can sort of mix it up with with anybody. But what Gavin Newsom gives the, the, the Democrats, which no one's talking about, is. It gives him an excuse to not pick Kamala Harris as his vice presidential running mate. Right. Because you can't come from the same state. She's from California. He's from California. So he has to go and pick somebody else. So. It's a it's an interesting it's an interesting two step. We'll see what happens. Um, but as of now, they the Biden administration's, you know, pl- selling a good game like Joe Biden's going to be there.
0: You know, I honestly think that the uh, the uh, problem with B- the Biden campaign is Kamala Harris. You know, maybe. Maybe if uh, Biden goes and picks Newsom as his running mate. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. uh, Well, I know it ain't going to happen, but uh, there's other stuff that we're talking about as a long shot, too. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, but, uh, yeah, but Kamala Harris is a reason that I really cannot get excited about a Biden campaign. Yeah. Um, But, uh, anyway, so uh, since we went long on the first segment, let's uh, go and uh, take a quick break here again on this segment, and then when we return when we return, I will uh, tell you why the terrorists hate us.
1: Why, why a caged bird doesn't sing.
0: That's not at all what I was going to say. No, no. All right. But actually, but it does have something to do with pets. And I'll explain after this on the Mid-550, KTRS, and a podcast near you. This is and Bill just saying, and uh okay so i heard an ad today i heard an ad today that i just it just blew my mind it is an ad you know you know we have these like 23 and me uh you know yeah DNA tests they test and everything right
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's an ad to test the dna of your dog mm. good to know your dog's personality Get to know if your dog has relatives living in the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> how much was this DNA test?
0: I, I didn't. I didn't listen enough to, uh, to hear the, uh, the hear the price. All I knew is that you know they could have the results back to you quickly, and I was yelling at the radio the whole time saying, "No, you know I mean you know we talk on one hand, on one end we talk about you know how bad the economy is." On the other hand, we got somebody out there trying to sell a DNA test for your dog. If you got money to test your dog's DNA, there, there's no problem with the economy. You can't, <laughs> you, you cannot be bitching about $3.75 a gallon gas and say, but ooh, I want to test my dog's DNA.
1: You don't think in uh, Ukraine that that they're running for their lives while picking up a DNA test for their dog?
0: I don't, yeah, well, they want to make... Oh, I was going to say something. I, I probably ought to re- refrain from saying that. Uh, but no, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe in North Korea, they're doing the DNA test to see if their dog is good eating. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's just it. I mean, that's why the terrorists hate us. You know, we got money to test the DNA in our dogs, and they're living in a cave somewhere, you know? It, yeah,
1: uh, that's, yeah. Did you see the commercial? <laughs> Do you see the commercials during the debate last night? One of them, Joe Biden, had a commercial talking about all the great union jobs that he saved. Um, There was there was another commercial from the governor of South Dakota, basically like, hey, I'm a great vice presidential candidate. Um, There there was there was another commercial um, where um, there there was another commercial. um, Oh, that was. It was talking about how great TikTok was. And then you went back to the a debate and they all talked about how TikTok was the end of civilization as we know it. Um, there were some funny commercials during the uh, during the uh, a debate last night.
0: I listened to the audio. I just listened to the radio version of it because I wanted to, you know, you know, it's like the old uh, who won the debate, uh, Kennedy and Nixon. Yeah, You know, I mean, if you watch it on TV, Kennedy won. If you heard on the radio, Nixon won. Uh, I wanted to hear it on the radio without having to look at the body language and all that stuff. Um, uh, And sometimes with all the yelling and shouting, it got tough to understand who was uh, who and all of that. But um, so I didn't see any. I didn't see any of the TV ads, but.
1: um, Well, you couldn't. Watching it on TV when they were all yelling at each other, you couldn't figure out who was talking. I mean, there was no. It was a kind of a, it was a total dud. It was just a dud of a, you know, there was no real debate about policy issues. It was all kind of everyone trying to, you know, ding the other one. Though I do like Nikki Haley's comment where she says, every time I listen to you, I feel dumber.
0: <laughs> that may have been one of the, the few lines that uh, that, that stuck. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the uh, Chris Christie line about calling him Donald Duck.
1: Oh, that landed with a thud. That was a I mean I know, it was stupid no, and it was no, no, a no, dumb no, joke which is no, more offensive.
0: No no but you see here's the thing that everybody's missing. That joke was not meant for you or me or the general public. That joke was meant to get under Donald Trump's skin. Oh it, it did too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. that yeah that well, that's, oh, that's all that was that that was there just to get under Donald Trump's skin.
1: Uh Mike Pence had a good line where he said uh, I'm glad Vivek pulled out of the business dealings in in, in China. Right around the time he decided to run for president. (laughs) Um, But other than that, it was. Have
0: you ever been to the Reagan Library? I don't have not I'd like to go sometime.
1: Reagan Library is cool. It is really cool. They um, they uh, I I told this story on the radio uh, the other day so that they have his Air Force One plane there. Right. And you're allowed to walk into the plane and you can see it. And they have what looks to be now right 40 years later just a very junky plane and you're like this is man the, the southwest airlines flight i flew in on is nicer <laughs> than this uh, but they have like little tv boxes right where the where the small little monitor and then underneath they have like some jerry rigged space for the vcr And there's a sign that says something like, you know, this VCR is not uh, uh, top secret classified or something. Right. And it's just very, very, very plain. Underneath the plane, um, they went. This is a great story. They went and found Ronald Reagan's relatives and one of them owned a bar in Ireland and they took it down brick by brick and then rebuilt it in his library. And Ronald Reagan at the time said to somebody in the Irish government, in the Irish parliament, the Irish prime minister, right? Somewhere in the delegation. If you can find my ancestors in Ireland, I will give you a luncheon at the White House. Well, they found his relatives and they brought them over for a luncheon on St. Patrick's Day. And to this day, every St. Patrick's Day, there is a standing luncheon with the Prime Minister of Ireland, who meets at the Oval Office, and it's the only guaranteed schedule on the President's schedule every single year, is that standing meeting with the Irish Prime Minister all due because of Ronald Reagan's conversation all those many years ago? Wait,
0: oh wait, so so okay, so not only does um, uh, uh, did he come to, to visit Ronald Reagan, but then he came and. And went with the visit with George Bush and, yes, and Bill Clinton yes, the, and then the, the
1: Prime Minister, the Prime Minister of Ireland. Now it's changed over the years. Yeah. But the, the the Prime whoever's the sitting Prime Minister of Ireland has a standing meeting with the President of the United States in the Oval Office every St. Patrick's Day.
0: Which is a much bigger deal in America than it is in Ireland.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. It's a pretty big deal in in Ireland. The other thing, too, is you see in the Ronald Reagan Library, you know, the uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall speech, right? He, um, in Berlin, right in front of the Brandenburg gates. When that when Reagan told George Shultz and his advisors, I want to add this, they all were like, you can't you can't add that y- you, you will set off World War Three. You cannot call out Gorbachev. And so Reagan said, fine. Well, right before he went on stage, he wrote it in the margins, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall and then wrote an arrow to where he wanted to say it. They have that piece of paper, that script with his notes scribbled in it right there for everybody to see in the Reagan Library.
0: I have been to the um, uh, Gerald Ford Library. I have been to the Eisenhower Library. I've been to the Herbert Hoover Library. Um, uh, I think those are the only presidential libraries I've been to. Did but, you ever
1: go to the JFK oh, Library in Austin?
0: Uh Well, (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: LBJ, LBJ.
0: No, I haven't. I haven't done that one. No, Um, I've also been to the also been to the Harry Truman one in Missouri. Yeah. Um, And uh, but I have been to the uh, Texas Book Depository Depository there. And with uh, with with Uh, with you and uh, I've been there like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that any time you get a chance to go to one of those places, do it. It gives you such a different perspective of just what what happens and who these people yeah. are. Now granted, I mean, they're all, they're all written in a very, um, uh, positive perspective, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's their, their presence library. So, uh, you know, they're going to make them look as good as possible, but it does give you some of the, uh, an idea of just some of the stuff they got to put up with and uh, some of the stuff they've got to do and some of their accomplishments. And in hindsight, some of the things they said may have not sounded so, um,
1: well, good back you know, then,
0: but in hindsight, they were pretty accurate.
1: Some of it, some of it has been sort of glossed over, but not too fast. Um, um, uh, Richard Nixon's library came out maybe not too long ago, maybe last three or four years and said, we're putting it all out there for everybody to look at the good, the bad and the ugly LBJ's library. They have letters from mothers whose children died in Vietnam right there for you to see. And it is the most heartbreaking letters you will ever, ever, ever read. Um, so there's, you know, and there's, you know, there's, there's, you know, like uh, Clinton's library doesn't make the impeachment a focus. Um, but there are other times where, you know, it, it's, you know, Harry Truman said, let the whole world know everything I did, because that's the only way we're going to learn from it. So, um, you know, not they didn't cover up everything in those presidential libraries.
0: Oh, no, no, know. they don't. Uh, but I didn't say cover up. But maybe maybe smooth over in some of the yeah. some of the rougher yeah. edges. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know. You know. I mean. Yeah. They don't. They don't have Monica's blue dress hanging in the Clinton Library. But at the same no. time, at the same time, they do address. You know, that yeah. uh, you know, it caused him some problems.
1: Yeah. Uh, but they do have the check that uh, Donald Trump wrote to uh, Stormy Daniels from the Resolute Desk in the Oval
0: <laughs> Office. <laughs> No, they don't, but it's a nice try. That's, <laughs> hey, that's right. You know, let's just start the rumors, you know. Let's just start rumors here and see what rumors catch on. And, uh, you know, maybe we can all go viral. All
1: right. We're done. We're out of time. We got to go.
0: And it, my goodness, it just flew by so fast. As always, a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Uh, till next time, I'm Tom Becca.
1: McGraw-Mill. having so long, everybody. Bye, y'all. Pura Media Production.